This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, friends. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. So once again, I'm joined by yet another phenomenal guest. Who is my guest of today? Well, my guest is a brilliant woman by the name of Vivian Gaspar. She is an author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and most notably, the executive producer and host of two TV shows, Stop My Crisis with Vivian Gaspar and Beyond My Crisis with Ron and Vivian. Ms. Gaspar is dedicated to helping her clients and the general public survive critical financial and other possible difficulties which anyone can face and achieve success through both her television shows, which collectively can be seen by over 26 million viewers, as well as her three books. Ms. Gaspar's passion is to share her deep knowledge of navigating crises through frequent network television and radio appearances in which she speaks on a variety of topics, from navigating the foreclosure process to identity theft. Her soon-to-be-released book, 82 Job for You, Create a Job, Not a Big Business, is part of her latest effort to empower people with a vast array of specific ideas on jobs to create if someone finds it too challenging to obtain employment or needs additional income. Vivian's previously released book series, Stop My Crisis, Be the One in Five, offers readers in diverse information which they need to handle life's inevitable challenges or move past their current crisis into prosperity and successfully follow their dreams. Vivian, I want to welcome you to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you, my friend? Hi, Lisa. Thank thank you so much for having me on. I am thrilled and elated that I get to share this time with you and to educate your listeners on so many opportunities that they can create for themselves and improve themselves, their lives, for their families. Because unfortunately, there's not enough that can be done without help from others. You just can't do it alone. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child, but they should also get help for themselves, too and uh, not try to be super people by themselves. And this is where a lot of people now have just become feeling very overwhelmed. Unfortunately, depression's on the rise. And that's why your show is so fantastic. It just reminds people to remove fear from their lives as much as possible with help of your guest experts. 
Well, I appreciate that, Vivian. And this has been long time coming because for the, the benefit of the listening audience, let's give them some background. You and I, not every guest that I am fortunate to interview do I have personal history with necessarily. But that's different in our case because we met once upon a time at Harvard Business School where we both spoke. And I we did a live stream and I fell in love with your energy and your branding and everything that you stood for back then. And then fast forward to, and how many years ago was that? I can't even remember, three I or four? Three, you think it was 2016 and um, perhaps even 17. I don't know, I did both years at Harvard, uh, 16, oh. 17 in July, it was great. Okay, so I think it would have been 2016. It just goes to show how quickly time flies. Um, but yeah, and, and now fast forward to not only are you a guest on my show, but now you're one of my corporate sponsors and we get to meet February and we're going to be doing some shooting uh, and some footage and interviewing on your on your platforms, which I'm super grateful and super excited about. So, uh, So let's talk a little bit about the inception of your journey. When did it come become abundantly clear to you, Vivian, that this was in fact the message you felt you were on a mission in which to impart and knowing who the demographic was? What was the cathartic moment, the experience, the aha moment, the epiphany that propelled you onto the journey for what we would now glean you to be doing? Well, you know, I actually made recently a flow chart. I know this might sound a little unusual, but I was thinking about that myself on how did I get here? And I realized mm -hmm. that there's many steps in my life that led me to here. And some of them, honestly, were not good things, but they ended up to be. For example, I was a mortgage originator back when we had the big mortgage implode, as they called it, in 2007, 2008. Uh, and the long story short, it ended up to where I lost my home to a foreclosure when the mortgage industry, uh, mortgage company after mortgage company kept going out of business. And unfortunately for me, I was actually pregnant in 2007. I had my son and, you know, it's really challenging to find other employment when you're pregnant. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they say there's no bias, but there definitely is. The point being is if I hadn't lost my home to foreclosure because of that entire challenge, I never would have gotten into the foreclosure remediation business that I did with an attorney who actually was a friend of mine initially. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have ended up helping uh, directly 350 families from losing their homes to foreclosure. And those are the people who actually qualified because you had to have had a window that's very specific of income in relationship to the mortgage at hand. Mm -hmm. And that window had to be, especially where I live in New Jersey, it can't be too little where you can't even pay the property taxes, of course, and a portion of the mortgage originally, but it can't be too much where it basically just looks like you're uh, misallocating the funds that you do have. So it had to be something finite in that range. Uh, and so those are the people that we were able to successfully help. And then for all the people who did not qualify, I just ended up giving them a lot of my knowledge and expertise, honestly, for free, because I just wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And so I probably helped thousands more because I was also interviewed on uh, SiriusXM headquarters in D.C. Uh, I also traveled around the country uh, doing network television interviews on the topic, I, I was interviewed on NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox uh, in Reno, Nevada, uh, Las Vegas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tucson, Arizona, and then all around the Eastern Seaboard additionally. And so I have always wanted to help people. I started out being a corporate recruiter when I was 19 years old. 
And then I even created businesses to help people. At 28 years old, I created a telemarketing company. Uh, And by the way, I did never had uh, our telemarketers call people at home at dinner time, just to let you know. (laughs) I usually ended up calling small business owners. And believe it or not, when you're a small business owner, more frequently than you'd suspect, people get a little lonely and they want to break up their day. So they actually did speak to telemarketers, but we never called people at home at dinner time, just to clear that up. Awesome. (laughs) And so I turned it into a business to specifically give people jobs. It's a labor position. And, you know, people are getting on the phone and making phone calls. And I did it for several years because we gave qualified leads to small business owners. Uh, So I always try to do things in life uh, to help people. And this, uh, what I have right now, the television um, uh, platform, where, as I mentioned, I've now interviewed 69 guest experts who've flown in from around the country and actually internationally to our TV station uh, headquarters in New Jersey, in Princeton, New Jersey, actually. And we have had some location shoots in New York City on occasion. Uh, But we've now interviewed, as I mentioned, 69 guest experts on over 120 topics for so far 65 episodes shot in total. Um, And that was in two and a half years. And we've actually broken production records in uh, television in New Jersey and also thankfully have won two awards actually two years in a row for Outstanding Television TV Talk Show. So it's very, very exciting. And so to say, where did it start? Honestly, I'd start from my nature of helping people find jobs when I was 19 years old. That's amazing and super impressive. And this is why you're on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. This is why you're considered an influencer and an agent of change. Uh, very, very impressive. And, think- you know, and, and I often cite, because I truly 100% believe this, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe the more exceptionally clear one gets on what their identified purpose, their mission, their plight is in life, the more things align. This is how you and I connected. You know, no coincidence that we came on the same path and fast forward to four or five years later, we continue to work and run in the same circles. Um, So when you reference back with your personal circumstance uh, with the foreclosure situation, you know, oftentimes that's what guests will say. They will say that their epiphany aha moment was birthed out of their own particular challenge and them recognizing a bigger need or a, a bigger demographic of people who've happened to follow into the same category of need uh, or duress, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I think it's fantastic because it just goes to show, and this is a really pivotal point I want to impress upon the listening audience whenever I get these opportunities in which to do so with my guest, is, you know, sometimes people get caught up in the victimology or the overwhelm of their circumstances. It's not to negate uh, normal emotional feelings that people have when their whole world is, is imploding or turned upside down in that particular moment. But there's always a lesson There's always a way in which to find the gold. I often talk about turning shit into gold and (laughs) it's all, it's always there, you know, providing you are willing to adjust and recalibrate your mindset and go, okay, this has obviously been placed in my path in which to teach me something. And there's a bigger message here. There's a bigger vision. There's a bigger purpose. And once you fine tune and get clear with yourself as to what that is, then boo bang, do things not align and do things not go vertical very, very quickly on the trajectory of your journey for where it is you say you then want to go. Um, So, yeah, crisis oftentimes does birth the biggest blessings ever. Uh, And that's why your story is so beautiful. 
Well, thank you. And, and just to continue, if I may, for a moment, it just amazes me. As I said, not too long ago, I decided to look back on my life as to how did I get where. And I've even had some unfortunate, you know, not fun, turbulent aspects to past relationships. And I even look back on what out of a negative relationship, what positives did they contribute to get me where I am now? So mm-hmm. I don't ever look back with anger or regret I looked at the aspects that brought me to the positive positioning I am in now to have helped, oh my gosh, I don't know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, my birthday was this past Saturday, and I've gotten well over 150 people send me messages of birthday uh, wishes, and so obviously vast majority of which I don't know them, but they confessed to being big fans of my show and, and admiration, wanted to express it to me on my birthday, and I thought that was really Honestly, overwhelming and how it made me feel so good that I touch more people than I ever really imagined. And I know 150 doesn't sound like many, but then I've gotten so many other emails from people as well on just Mm -hmm. a regular day to day basis. Well, and I was one of those people who you do, in fact, know that wished you a happy birthday. And in fact, yes. if it, you know, if we wouldn't <laughs> get dinged with royalties, I would sing you happy birthday. But there are huge fines and penalties if I do that on the airwaves. Um, <laughs> So happy birthday once again, Vivian, and I hope it was a special weekend for you. And I know this is just going to continue to be another amazing, awesome trailblazing year for you because you just keep, you know, breaking through that ceiling. And this is what I love too, especially for staunch business women, people who know how not to get in their way, people who are very clear within their vision and their mission. Um, You know, the example that you're setting, and particularly when you're televised too, for all the women who are taking note of what you're doing and you being a prime example of anything's possible, doesn't matter what your story was once upon a time, you are the author in your own life. You can rewrite the story and you can determine where it is that you say you want to go. And so for what you're doing in terms of increasing the value and the impact in the space, particularly for young girls coming up, teenagers, people who are on the cusp of making you know, decisions as to what they want to do post-secondary education, what vocation perhaps they want to go into, uh, and being enamored and inspired by you. I just want to say in many ways that you probably don't even quite realize, Vivian, because we never do when we're the ones entrenched and immersed in the middle of it. Um, but the ways in which you're inspiring other people and helping them to get clarity either within their own individual crises or the future direction of their careers or just recognizing what their own skill sets are is amazing. So good job. Excellent. Thank you. And the reason I actually have decided to make uh, the book that I'm actually the, write the book that we're releasing within the next few weeks, definitely by uh, the launch date is actually February 28th. Uh, is because after having sat in literally over 500 families' homes in uh, between 2008 to 2015, helping them with foreclosure issues, I realized that obviously not every single situation is related to money uh, because there are going to be some exceptions between divorce and some other situations that have arisen. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, uh, I do believe unemployment rates are completely manipulated. And yes. it's definitely much, much worse than the government wants to, to believe. And honestly, I think it's every government. I don't think any government wants people to know how bad it is because mm-hmm. it's in their best interest to keep optimism. 
But the reality is if you drive away around, you will notice. I mean, I had to drive from New Jersey to Virginia a few weeks ago to take my daughter uh, to college tours. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was un- very saddening to me to see how many stores have become vacant from people who have not been able to keep their stores afloat and businesses going under. And of course, we know about the major retailers, Toys R Us, Babies R Us, Macy's locations, um, Unfortunately, all the Kmarts, Sears is at jeopardy. I could go on, and it's just very sad. I mean, for example, Sears has been an American institution for over a hundred years, mm-hmm. and it's and it's just really sad how many hundreds of thousands of people just from those few different stores have become unemployed. And I know there's not going to be immediate employment opportunities for that number of people, in addition to more standard reasons for unemployment. And then there's all the people who have to become underemployed. They just have to take something for less money just to have something. Mm -hmm. And so this is more of a tremendous um, problem that I think most people realize because the government likes to put out very optimistic statistics. But it's definitely, I think, by at least a third to a quarter underreported, if not more. And uh, so if they're saying that unemployment rates hypothetically around 5%, which is, I think, but that's what it's around right now, I truly believe it's more like 15 to 20%, just based on everything I've seen and the calculations. And that's why uh, my partner and I have come together to bring about this third book that we're releasing on creating a job for yourself and mm-hmm. not approaching b- people who want to be entrepreneurs. It's really targeted for people who don't consider themselves entrepreneurial. Okay. Well, congratulations on the upcoming book launch. I mean, I know you're going to have amazing success with that because it's a subject matter, as you've already vindicated from what you've just said, is impacting and affecting lives uh, in epidemic proportions. And so, you know, let's scale it back and let's get into the meat and potatoes of that. For the listening audience who happen to be in this particular situation or they're on the brink of it, what is the first thing when you have a, an initial consult or the first point of contact and they are stressed and they don't know how they're going to make ends meet and they have perhaps just lost their job or they know that pink slip is just around the corner uh, and they've got kids, they've got mortgage, they've got all of these things and there's no security at the end of the tunnel. And let's say that they're, uh, you know, a two partner income and they both stand to simultaneously lose their jobs, you know, from from every perspective of the people that you have interfaced with, with these types of crises type situations, what do you say? Where do you even start? Well, I do take, I know that sounds a little cliche, but to get an assessment of who they are. And there's so many situations where ultimately people pay others to do their their, their undesirable tasks or things they always wanted to do. So, Mm -hmm. for example... Uh, it might sound a little contrite, but if you uh, take it into scale up to a little bit, not again, not a business, but just to scale it up to make some good money from it. And I know this might sound a little odd, but uh, if you think about it, a lot of people have pets. I mean, vast majority of the country, I think, has some variation of, you know, the population has some variation of a pet. We'll help others with it because this might sound silly to mention, but did you know that you actually make usually between 30 to $40 a night pet sitting? That no, adds up. Wow. That really adds up. And uh, then there's, the th- that sounds kind of common, your dog and cat. But what about, and I know this might sound silly, all the people who have snakes and lizards. 
And then what about helping? I know. See, you're going to giggle, aren't you? But seriously, nobody likes cleaning out the tanks or, you know, that along those lines. Well, go to someone's house, charge 10 bucks, and you get it done in less than a half hour. Mm-hmm. Align with a pet store and imagine if you had 50 a week. Yeah, it adds up quick. And so there's well, a lot of unusual ideas if you're, um, and that's something that almost anybody could do. You just have to be a little unique in your thought process. And then, uh, so what about, are you familiar with Turo, T-U-R-O, the company where you could rent out your car for a few days and depends on the type of car you have, you get anywhere from between 30 or $40 to $80 a day. No, I did not know that. And that's in addition to like an Airbnb concept. So you might not want someone at home, but you might think, oh my God, what if someone wrecks my car? Well, that's what Tura does is they provide additional of their own insurance on their portion of the money that's made. So you have zero risk. Something happens to your car, they completely cover it. Amazing. And I know people who actually do that. So it's safe. Okay. Well, and that's good because people are always looking for tangible resources. And again, people don't know what they don't know. So some of the examples that you just cited are certainly not ones that would have been on my radar as, as common knowledge. Um, so that's, that's, go ahead. That's exactly why we made the list. So it's just here. I like this idea, like that idea, what applies? I mean, out of 82 ideas, I find it very hard to believe that someone who truly wants to make some money wouldn't like a few things out of 82 ideas. Fantastic. Okay, well, let me ask you this, because this is going to be a question I know that's going to be on the the minds of the listening audience, as it is for me too, Vivian. So when people are interfacing with you, their initial point of contact, and they're in financial dire straits, how do you make money off of people who have no money? Well, first of all, those aren't usually the people I work with. I'm writing this book to help people. I mean, honestly, as a book goes, it's it's really what, like $10, $12. It's not a whole lot of money to buy a book like that. Mm -hmm. Those aren't necessarily how I make a living. I have um, wonderful guest experts, as I mentioned, who we feature on our television shows. Mm -hmm. And as far as we could see in our specific um, offerings, I think we're one of the very few people who do this or companies who do this service. And what we do for the guest experts is we celebritize them within their industries to be subject matter experts. And therefore, they get a tremendous amount of value in uh, their appearances with us. Because, for example, right now we're on 66 TV stations across 15 states to a total geographic reach of 26 million. But one year ago, we were only on less than 10 stations. So we experienced tremendous growth. And when we have a client, we air their content for a full year. So what that means is if right now we're on 66 stations, if someone becomes a client, by the time their year is up, we'll most likely be on over 200 stations. I have a member of my staff that does nothing but contact more TV stations. Wow. As a matter of fact, the day, uh, Friday night, I was out uh, with um, someone for my dinner, for my birthday. And at that dinner, I saw a message come through for the programming manager for a pretty nice sized TV station in California saying that she's going to start airing our episodes next week on schedule. Fantastic. Congratulations. And they have over 200,000 viewers. So I'm very excited. And so when are you projecting going from 66 stations to 200 stations? That'll definitely happen uh, by the end of 2019, and we project to be at least over 100 stations by this summer, by by July 1st. Wow, good for you. 
And But it's not just being seen on the shows. That's a fantastic benefit. But we also provide, all right, we have a team of nine editors and we're growing that do nothing but produce the collateral videos that people need in order to be seen and to be a real business entity to have videos on their Facebook, you know, all their social media, actually. We create soundbite clips. That's just taking very like one or two sentences that's featured Mm-hmm. and creating it as a clip because as you know YouTube owns Google so if you want to be googleable you have to have video content and of course video content is always much better for better for social media mm-hmm. so what better is that than instead of have reposting a still image to have a little soundbite and we provide our clients, our guest experts, with uh, depends on which package they just choose to work with us on, anywhere between uh, 15 to over 30 soundbite clips. And they could then take that to populate their social media. And then we also have uh, YouTube size clips uh, that we create for them, which is one to two and a half minutes. That's another aspect. Anyhow, I could go on, but uh, a lot of our guests, experts are also speakers, and we create a five-minute speakers reel to warm up their audience to make them that much more receptive when they actually take the stage to deliver their speech. And it's a fantastic tool that our current clients say has been extremely well-received. And they love their speakers reels. And then, of course, you have a sizzle reel that they could put on their website that's a nice 90-second synopsis of all their interviews with us. So there's a lot of these collateral videos that our editors provide that puts us in the category of a very unique business to partner with these experts to help them deliver their message and their brand. Well, congratulations, Vivian. You've really really uh, cultivated something quite uniquely stellar, uh, particularly in this space, because, you know, a lot of the things that you and I do as authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, uh, it's very oversubscribed. It's very oversaturated. And you have to find things that are going to make you stand out and be the attractor factor for incoming clients or for people who are going to want to collaborate or partner with you. And I think that you have mastered this quite beautifully. So congratulations. No wonder you've got awards and you're breaking all kinds of television network records. Um, And this is just going to be ongoing uh, momentous growth and succession for you, no doubt. Are you going to... Are you able to keep up with the bandwidth of your growth in terms of staff? definitely. I'm very grateful that right now we have a staff of 14 excellent individuals who work with us in different capacities. And for the clients that we have who don't currently have a social media expert on their team, we provide also social media assistance. Um, and we also provide uh, publicity assistance. So if somebody uh, now wants to publicize their appearance, we do publicity for them as well to get them write-ups. So there's a lot of different aspects. So we really consider ourselves to be five different types of businesses under one umbrella. Beautiful. And that's how you know. That's how you catapult to becoming more and more well known. Just as you have, you've done a fantastic job with being aligned with amazing individuals such as Ariana Huffington, and that's you know one of the ways I'm sure you've managed to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Is along these lines. Absolutely. Well, and no differently than you, because I mean, for everything that you're describing and everything that you've done to amass what you've amassed in this uh, period of time, Vivian, you know, you really do have to be focused. You really do have to hustle. You have to believe it before you can see it. Um, And, you know, 
and then you start aligning with the right people and then things start showing up in, in rapid succession. There's no coincidence to that. So you have to very clearly know what the business model is, know what your demographic is, what are your projected timelines, uh, how much growth do you project as you've already indicated, you know where you're going to be by July 1st, you know where you're going to be by the end of 2019, and then it's just going to continue to go vertical and up and up. So um, because, you know, people can talk and theorize and philosophize about, oh, I think I want to do this, and they get they get this, um, which is great because this is where it starts. It comes from a concept. It comes from a thought. It comes from intuition. It comes from all of these things. But unless you are prepared to take actionable steps and see things through until they come to tangible fruition, uh, you're just going to go in circles. And so this is why I think you're very inspiring for people who would be connected to you in the TV network world and for every other vehicle and platform that you use to get the message out there. Uh, because again, people don't know what they don't know. So if people even wanted to consult with you just to say, how did you get from nothing to this, this conglomerate, awesome business that you have cultivated for yourself, what would you recommend for me? And of course, there's a lot of transferable information and skills, whether it's what somebody wants to do specific to you or not. Um, so I just want to say once again, congratulations. I'm learning things just listening to you that I know that I can adapt to radio and podcasting. And that's going to be a, def a different behind the scenes conversation between you and I, because you've got my brain going in a few different, uh, categories here so well, thank um you. yeah you're definitely welcome to reach out to me uh my website is vrrmediaproductions.com and of course you could just google my name vivian gaspar that works as well but i just wanted to if i may mention what's really important to me is my trickle down effect what's really at the heart of what i care about is ultimately helping millions upon millions of people and one of the one of the small aspects in which I feel that I've already accomplished that besides helping prevent homelessness by saving people's homes from foreclosure, as I did, one of the other ways is in New Jersey, um, at least, to start the, uh, the, the television, well, the being able to be on 66 stations so far, is prior to my efforts, the New Jersey Association of Public Broadcasters uh, would only allow station managers to become members. And you had to be a member in order to gain access to a nationwide server that actually allows a station to upload an episode to be able to see scenes on a network of over 700 television stations. Wow. And I lobbied this association in order to uh, change their governing bylaws to allow myself and my partner to become members. It took me five months, but they finally said yes. Good and so- you. Uh, that is how I was able to grow us from being seen on just our parent station, which is Princeton Television, to, the, as I mentioned, the growth that we've had. And since we are on this network, that is how I'm able to project how many stations we are going to be on. And every time I speak to a station manager, whether that's in Hawaii, where we are see being seen, to several in California, to all over the East Coast, and actually I did a study in Massachusetts. There's 29 public stations, and we're on 24 out of 29 of them. Wow. And Good thankfully, um, every single station manager and product and uh, programming manager I spoke to after viewing our shows thanked me for reaching out to them because I'm appreciative that they like them so much. 
that they really see our quality is exemplary and the way we present our material. And it's also, I think, very flattering and says a lot that we've had at least three clients who have flown in from different parts of the country twice a year apart because I saw the value. One from Florida, who's actually a day trip. She gets up at 3 a.m., gets on a flight at 6 a.m., flies up for the day, does her shoot, and then goes back home at 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And she did it twice a year apart, as did someone else in Washington State across the country, as did someone else from Indiana. But then we've also had guests come in from Germany as well as Australia. and. Wow. Um, so I know that the value is clear and evident, but when it comes to why am I doing the book and the trickle down effect, it might sound like a little thing, but I've actually given a lot of these, uh, job ideas, a lot of thought. And so for example, one that might not sound like much, but if you think about the effect, what about my idea of helping women? Like, so for example, a, a lady who might need some income can go to someone's home to help them apply their makeup. Now, you might say, well, why would someone need help applying makeup? Well, there's numerous unfortunate situations where somebody might have MS or they might have um, maybe um, neuropathy where there's problems in their hands, but they still need to do their jobs and be professional and earn an income, but they need to look professional so they don't have the ability to have steady hands to apply their makeup, but they could use some help. So imagine if you help several people at $10 a day, Monday through Friday, you get several clients on shifts, that's a nice income. And you're helping these women who have these medical conditions to be able to go to work and function with self-esteem. So now you have twofold who you can help. That, so. That's just amazing. I'm very impressed by you, Vivian. Very, very impressed. Now, as far as these clients who fly into you and they take advantage of your suite of services, what are some of the feedback or the testimonials in terms of what that's done to scale and leverage their career? What other opportunities that were unforeseen uh, came about as a result of being uh, a, a client of yours and what you did to make them sing? Well, in addition to just helping them raise their brand awareness through social media, as I mentioned previously, I could say oh, this one lady who created a new niche for herself and training corporations to have um, sexual harassment awareness. I know it's mandated. It's the you know the, a lot of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. She actually was able to get a national contract with ADP because of uh, being on our TV shows. Fantastic! So that was fantastic. Amazing. Uh, and so as, you know, being a visionary, uh, being a visionary, Vivian, you know, obviously if something's working and it's not broke, don't fix it. But we're always looking to fine tune into home. But in addition to always looking at how you can make those tweaks and make those improvements and incorporate different uh, ideas that can help on the monetization end or the suite of services and perfect it even more so than it already is. What else is on the agenda for you? What, what else is on the horizon knowing that you are a creative spirit and you're always visioning different things for yourself in the business realm? Well, naturally, in addition to growing, um, you know, releasing the new book soon, as well as the television shows, I am looking to do more national uh, uh, around the country 
and of course internationally television interviews on the larger networks mm-hmm. because of course I'd like people to be more aware what can they do to help themselves unfortunately I've had to see firsthand uh, the effects that lack of income has and I know that sounds like an oversimplification but if we've actually have taken part some very serious um, causes such as domestic violence mm-hmm. and I've now interviewed five different experts in different respects to that. So, for example, what's a little different? I interviewed a gentleman who is a former parole officer who told us the the secrets. Like, what are these men thinking when they're becoming abusers? I mean, nobody starts off a relationship and say, hi, nice to meet you. I love you. Let me abuse you. Right. It's a very slow progression. Mm -hmm. So he gave very valuable insight on what to look out for more in the beginning of a relationship. Why are these men thinking to do these things? Now, I know there is to a smaller degree the possibility that a woman can definitely be abusive towards a man. So I'm not looking to stereotype, but I'm just going by statistical information. Mm-hmm. So I'm not discounting that at all because unfortunately I've met men who have been in abusive relationships with women. But mm-hmm. this gentleman who happened to have been interviewed as a former parole officer, that was very, very, very different and unique take on it. But then we had the director of a domestic violence abuse shelter uh, in New Jersey. It's called Safe in Hunterton. Mm-hmm. And she came on and very specifically talked about the effects on children from just witnessing the abuse, even if it's just hearing, like a child could be in their upstairs bedroom, but they can overhear one parent being verbally abusive to another parent, or if they're hitting them, obviously you could hear that. I mean, somebody smacks somebody or pushes them against something, you could hear it. Mm -hmm. So even if they uh, uh, hear the abuse, not even see it, the effects have been reported to be the similar to combat veterans, PTSD. Mm-hmm. So to understand that even if a child is not directly being hit or directly being abused themselves, just by being a witness to from one parent abusing the other, the trauma is significant and actually is going into law. And in some places it already is that if the victim themselves does not remove themselves and their children from the atmosphere, they themselves can be arrested for endangering the welfare of their own children by not removing themselves and their children from the abusive situation. So they need to get themselves out for the sake of their children, and they need to be aware of that. And so there's really unique perspectives that we've tried to take on some very important issues. And so uh, that's where I came up with not just the current book, and that's where I brought together 50 experts to write for me on 81 topics for my Stop My Crisis book series. It's a series because I understood that I thought it would be more intelligent to split the 81 topics into two categories. Mm-hmm. One book, which is called Stop My Crisis, Be the One in Five. It's a guide for small business owners and sales individuals. Uh, to get tips all throughout the sales arena. And it's really the meat and potatoes, uh, federal assistance available uh, to um, helping your parents if they're facing uh, dementia issues, to foreclosure issues, to what do you need to know about basics on bankruptcy, 41 topics covered in that book. And I really wanted to see how can I help people in these various situations that they can encounter in life. And that all came about as I was visiting people in their homes when I was helping people with preventing their foreclosure issues. 
And now with, I thought it's more simple to get to it by the third book on the jobs idea. So it's always been to me in the heart of how can I help people and how can I help this ripple effect grow and just multiply. Fantastic. Well, going back to what you were saying about experts that you've showcased on the subject matter of domestic violence, just very quickly, that that's uh, near and dear to my heart, because once upon a time in my previous vocations of 25 years in social services as a senior manager, the last held position I held before exiting that line of work was director of women's shelters. So we sat at many provincial roundtable discussions reviewing and rewriting bylaws, policies, procedures, really working closely with the police, people who are the first line responders so that we could get on board with the whole psychology and the intervention and the prevention aspect of it. So um, fantastic. You know, the, I love that you're interviewing these types of people because these are, when you look at it from a statistical standpoint, these are subject matters that impact so many people. Uh, the, and it is the trickle-down effect. It's a societal issue. It's a family issue. It's a child care issue. It's, it's everyone's issue. And so when we go back to what you said at the top of the hour, Vivian, you know, it really does take a community or a village to raise a child. Yeah, it's across the board with every sector of business, too, because when you're looking at stats and what type of content, what kind of uh, expertise people are hungry for and are uh, driven by in terms of their need, their necessity at that particular juncture within their life, these are the subject matters, financially, domestic abuse, et cetera, et cetera. You know, how to fine tune your own business, how to scale, how to leverage, how to, how to garner an income when you've lost a job and equipping them with the ideas and the suggestions and the resources of how to go about that, which you've already uh, demonstrated through your exampling of certain jobs that people would probably not even think about, because again, we don't know what we don't know. So being cognizant of time, Vivian, I want to give you an opportunity again. Where can people reach out to you? Certainly. Uh, please just email me uh, at Vivian at VRRmediaproductions.com. And of course, if you Google me, you'll definitely find my phone number as well. But the email is probably the easiest way to reach me. And uh, I would definitely want to help people learn how to be proactive, start a business, or even get, you know, uh, help with, even if it's not a business, just like I said, creating a job, it does not mm -hmm. have to turn into a big business, but it is very intelligent. Matter of fact, I actually just interviewed this, I, I call him the tax savant. He's just brilliant. In my entire life, I uh, just never met somebody who's this creative thinking, and you never thought, people usually just are afraid of the government in regards to their taxes. Mm -hmm. He is actually, and I know people who have used him personally, his name is Kendall Ludden, and oh my God, he's gotten people tens of thousands of dollars of refunds, and his little uh, tidbit that I found the most fascinating, and this is why I exemplify how people's thought process is what I always welcome to be different mm -hmm. is he says you should never own your own house you should put it in a trust and protect your assets and unfortunately when there's so much volatility you never know who you're getting into a relationship necessarily now unfortunately with divorce rates and I I did have several experts about relationships of course because naturally found family values is what matters to me very very much and as mm -hmm. well as for my partner and keeping families protected uh, is really critical. So what he teaches you about your most valuable asset, and remember, money is not just things you, uh, money you could do something extra with. 
I mean, for people who have college age kids or just being able to support your families, that is critical. And how much you can get back from refunds and to protect your family from potential lawsuits or divorce or other situations. To know really smart people, I feel very lucky that Kendall Ledin was a guest. He's just amazing. So there's so many people I've had on our shows throughout the whole country. Uh, Nancy Cavey, who I believe you know, she's uh, another amazing guest who helps people prepare for um, if they're filing a disability claim to make sure they're not declined and mm-hmm. uh, you know, student loan issues. So I've had, I can't believe over 120 topics covered that you never knew you could have all these types of crisis, forget avoiding them or mediating them. Mm, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And so it tied into living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, clearly you have chosen to live fearlessly because again, it always goes back to a choice. What does living fearlessly personally mean for you, Vivian? Well, I have unfortunately been through more crisis and trauma than I'm going to go that I'm going to go into myself right now, <laughs> and <laughs> don't need to mention that. But what matters is I'm not coming from a place of lecturing. I'm coming from a place, unfortunately, of knowing, of living through it, and uh, realizing that compartmentalization is a good key, but needing to know the actions. And so many people just have to recognize that odds are there's a lot of people who rely on you and love you and you need to just pull yourself up out of your situation that's overwhelming to you right now this minute so you could provide for them later and you could provide for others by really doing forward. I know the whole saying that people say about the, you know, moving it forward and uh, paying it forward. But it's so true. I mean, if you just think about it, uh, if you can do that and then you create the good karma. But remember, there's always going to be people who care about you, love you, need you, depend on you, rely on you. And you need to be fearless for them. Beautiful. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Vivian. And and that really does encompass everything that I believe embodies living fearlessly. And I talk about that quite extensively with the guest on on my show each week, because it is really people who are through their own experience, their own insight, their own wisdoms, their own backstory, and whatever it is that's uh, taken them on the trajectory of what it is that they're now a so-called expert in or are very impassioned by and have identified as their purpose. You know, it really is about paying it forward and being of service because again people don't know what they don't know and although it might not be something specific to what that person or the listeners of today everybody knows somebody who's afflicted by something and so for people who want to be that resource to somebody or a resource to themselves there's a lot of value in having you as my guest because you're touching upon a lot of different subject matters that do systemically impact a lot of people within all demographics, within every geographical location, within every age range. Um, so I think no wonder success is is at your door for what it is that you're doing because you're really addressing and tackling and empowering people with real life issues and situations. This isn't like stuff that only a 1% of the population could relate to. You're actually talking about things and and providing the resources that really can enrich and and change uh, the direction of somebody's life in a completely different direction than perhaps what they feel at this particular juncture because they're still sitting in that crisis moment. 
Um, and Lisa, if, if I may add to that, please. I really also think it's important to break stereotypes. You mentioned the one percenters. And of course, I think I've well covered how the vast majority of the population, I don't care about your current income level. I don't care if you're multimillionaire. We have definitely had topics that we've covered that can help them as well. And you're like, well, what most people think, well, what kind of problem could they have? Mm-hmm. If you look at the news, just believe it was last week or the week before, some, uh, con- I believe it was a congresswoman or a lady, uh, um, a very famous politician. I just honestly don't remember the name right now. Mm-hmm. She came out as being a longstanding victim, physical, emotional, verbal victim of domestic violence. Hmm. And that should tell you if this very high level politician in the yep. U.S. government can be a victim of domestic violence, then anyone can be. It is not someone who is a poor minority only. That's very Actually, true. You just don't know. You need to keep your eyes open to hear what someone might be indicating. And so you could try to help them at least guide them or at least be aware that it's affecting more than the stereotype of who you thought. And mm-hmm. please keep in mind, men, reg- heterosexual men can be victims too. Absolutely. Matter of fact, when I first talked to a guest about how men can be victims too, they're like, well, gay men. Okay. Perhaps, but not just. Unfortunately, there's also abuse of women. So mm-hmm. I, I also really work very diligently to break stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Well, and when I said the 1%, I'm talking about there probably is a small portion of people who would say, because we know that those people do exist, it's few and far between, no, don't have domestic abuse issues. No, I don't have financial issues. Yeah, I've got good attorneys. I've got good whatever. There are people who don't personally feel that they're right now impacted, but it's not to say that they don't know people or that the information that you have at your disposal with what you do with your vehicles, your platforms and your expert guests Uh, and channeling all that information out there. It is really 99% of the population who is afflicted by some type of uh, stressor, some type of crises, or it's something that people want to fine tune. You can always do better. Like I think it was Maya Angelou and then Oprah said it after her, you know, when we know better, we do better. Um, So although people might think that they're well-informed now, there's always a different, uh, there's a myriad and a plethora of different perspectives of how to approach a situation, how to strategically tackle a situation, or what is the best resource to get through all the bureaucracy and the red tape, uh, and who are the best people who firsthand know how to direct you and navigate you in the right direction. And you being a good point of contact, a good hub for all of that, based on the people who have the expertise with these particular subject matters. So again, I just want to say, Vivian, for everything you're doing in the space, and I can hear it, right? I've interviewed so many people over the past four years, and I appreciate and I'm grateful for every guest who I've ever interviewed. And everybody brings something uniquely pivotal and profound to living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. But I can tell that you are just so jazzed up by what you're doing. You are so on fire with what you're doing. You understand the purpose and the necessity for why you do what you do. And knowing that this is going to empower other people to empower themselves and change the landscape of their whole future and the direction of where to go. Um, There is no more important work than that kind of work. Uh, So take heed in that and be proud of what you're doing because it is it is fundamentally important. Anything that touches the humanity side of any subject is the most important work. 
And uh, may I say that uh, I can honestly think that people need to remember that, and as to touch one more time, but in a slightly vari- slightly different variation, I was recently, not too long ago, interviewing a guest, and you'd think on the surface she was a very, very successful woman, but she looked like she was always on the verge of tears, and it didn't make sense basing it on her situation. So I finally got out of her that her adult son was going through some very, very substantial psychological and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So. Never assume that someone's life is perfect, regardless of their financial standing or their yes. outward appearance. Be thoughtful in regards to imagine someone's life may look perfect, but you mm-hmm. don't know what someone's going through, whether it's someone they love or who else they're touching. You just don't know. Never judge a book by the cover is one of my favorite ex- expressions because it helps you keep your eyes open and be less superficial. Bingo. Beautiful. Well, that's a good way to cap off here, Vivian. And you're always welcome to come back on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald because there's always going to be progressive updates uh, on your end in which to share with the global listeners and the podcast subscribers. And again, I am so jazzed that you and I are going to be back together in person uh, in your arena of in your wheelhouse of what it is you do and you do so successfully at the end of February. So I want to thank you again for extending that opportunity to me. I want to thank you for everything that you do to pay it forward, to be of service and, and being a contributor to society and humanity as a whole. And, uh, and just for believing in living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald by being one of my corporate sponsors. I can't thank you enough, Vivian. And to the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, I want to thank you once again for tuning in to living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Very clear on my purpose, which is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Looking forward to joining you back here next Friday with another phenomenal guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And love and gratitude to you all. Take care, all my best. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.